This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Today we start a new series called Everyday Heroes. Everyday Heroes. Heroes, and I, you're here, seeing that word everywhere right now about heroes. I saw it on the sides of the road as I was coming in today, and I want to address what that means. And and, and I, I told the last service, and I managed to behave pretty well, uh, but I said the Lord birthed something in me today that wasn't in my original message. That's a little bit aggressive. Uh, I'm going to try to behave. It is Mother's Day, okay, but uh, we're going to have a good time. I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 16, and verse number 3, the book of Psalms, chapter 16, verse number 3, and I want to bring you uh, a message that the Lord's been stirring in my heart, okay? And so we'll read the passage, then we're going to pray over the message time together. Psalm 16 and 3 reads like this, the godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. May we see this scripture lived out in a greater way in this hour, that the godly are those that others want to imitate. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are here and you are among us. God, I ask you to speak through us, those that are present, those that are watching, those who will be watching, those who are listening, right now, you have brought us to this moment for such a time as this. Speak to us now, in Jesus' name, amen. When I talk about heroes, I want you to understand that true heroes don't wear capes. True heroes don't have x-ray vision. Most true heroes don't scale walls, and if they do, it's funny to watch them try. True heroes are ordinary people, people who make mistakes, people who aren't perfect, yet they live extraordinary lives, being used by God to do extraordinary things. Now, heroes are born from people who are willing to sacrifice for others. Now, I think about a superhero and a statement that he uh, received from his uncle at this point, and maybe I can geek out a little bit and give this to you, but this superhero received this message from his uncle. You've heard me preach this before. With great power comes great responsibility. Wise words spoken into Spider-Man's life, which were actually copied out of Luke chapter 12, verse number 48, to where we understand what was really being said is the words of the greatest hero of all, Jesus Christ, to whom much is given, much is required. Now, if we're going to be a hero, we're going to have to start doing right with what we've been given. Let me say that again. We're going to have to start using the time we've been given for the glory of God. We're going to have to start using the day and hour that we have been chosen for. And some of you are just so ready for your life to get back to normal. Can I just be real honest with you? Your life was never really normal. 
There is no true normal. But we're, what we're saying is I want to get back to the routine in which I find comfort. And in that routine that you find comfort, we need to understand that in a routine that we find comfort is not necessarily where heroes are born. Heroes are born in a season just like we all find ourselves in right now. You see, the problem is we've messed up a hero and a celebrity. You see, in our culture, we have way too many celebrities and not enough heroes. Now, what's the difference between a celebrity and a hero? A hero will always do things for the good of others, and a celebrity says, pay attention to me, please. As a matter of fact, they even have a celebrity theme song. Do you know it? <clears throat> Are you ready? <clears throat> me, 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 me. It's all about me, 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 me. I can't hear me, 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 me. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because they're trying to get you to pay attention to themselves. Celebrity, anybody can be a celebrity today. I mean, all you need, and I had to think this word through. Yesterday, I pulled out of the church here, and I was all excited, and I was, uh, had my uh, grandson with me. He's three years old, and I said, I said, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. He said, Papa, oh, my goodness. And corrected me right there. So I don't want any correction in the word that I want to use here. But how can you become a celebrity? To become a celebrity, you just have to have a, a certain, certain mindset. I think I can get away with this word dumb. Let me tell you what I mean by that. All you've got to do is figure out some way to jump in something and, and, ride down a hill or jump off a house or do you might lose three fingers but everybody will know your name why because everybody can become a celebrity in an instant in the social media world that we live in but becoming a celebrity because everybody knows that you are crazy does not make you someone that can be followed and be a hero this is not in my notes but i that's the call today I'm looking for people who can be followed. I'm looking for people who can be heroes to the next generation. I'm looking for people who are not afraid to arise and become the children of promise that God has called them to be. You see, I can't think of a better day to talk about heroes than Mother's Day. For most of us, our parents were our first heroes. We had an awe of them. We watched them sacrifice for us. We watched them care for us. I'll never forget one moment. I've shared it with you before, but you know, I've been this height since I was 12 years old. And, and, uh, so imagine I'm, I'm probably about 11. So just a little shorter than this. And my, my older brother, Scott is, is there and we were about the same height at that time. And, and, and um, and we're, we're walking back through a dark, uh, uh, parking lot. And so here are these two gigantic little children hiding behind our teeny little mom. And I thought, how silly that must have looked. It looked like two men hiding behind this little bitty lady. Because we were obviously, you know, out, uh, outgrown our own mental capacity at that point. Some might think we still have, but I don't know. But uh, we, we were hiding behind her because mom could take care of everything. But there's some things about heroes. Before we get into the word about uh, a hero I want to talk to you about, or a couple of heroes that I want to talk to you about, number one. Real heroes stand alone for what is right. 
Let me just say that again. Real heroes stand alone for what is right. They don't float the idea with all of their friends and family and say, and to find out what the, 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 the pleasing effect is going to be. Real heroes do what is right no matter what. They stand alone if necessary. Real heroes, number two, make sacrifices for others. Real heroes, it's going to cost you something to be a hero. A celebrity brings you something, but to be a hero will cost you something. And real heroes take risk for God. Real heroes don't know what the other side of the fire is going to be like. All they know is they probably are not going to see the other side of the fire. But as when they step into the fire, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they stepped into the fire, that's when they found the man in the fire who brought them through the fire. Not because they were looking at the other side of the fire. They were looking at this reality. We don't know what it's going to cost us, and it may cost us everything, but don't bother playing the music again, O king, because we're not going to bow, because we will honor God no matter what. I don't know what the risk of the hour, but when you honor God, no matter what, God will cause heroes to arise. So with this thought in mind, I want us to look quickly at the book of Esther, chapter number two, beginning in verse number five. We need a hero. Esther two, five begins like this. At that time, there was a Jewish man in the fortress of Susa, whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair. He was from the tribe of Benjamin and was the descendant of Kish of Shimei. His family had been among those who King Jehoiakim of Judah had been exiled from Jerusalem to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. This man had a very beautiful and lovely young cousin, Hadassah, who was also called Esther. Hadassah was her Babylonian name. Esther was her, her Hebrew name. And when her father and mother died, Mordecai adopted her into his family and raised her as his own daughter. Now listen to me carefully. We don't have to look very far into the story of Esther to find a hero. Why? Because heroes are born because someone does what is right despite the cost and ultimately for the glory of God. A hero sees a need and feels it. A hero is caught not trying to be grandiose, but just living their life. And so I want you to understand how we find a hero in this moment. Imagine this, Jewish history tells us that somehow, we don't know how, but somehow that, that Esther's father is killed or dies during the uh, pregnancy. And then her mother dies giving birth to her. And so this family has been wiped out by tragedy and this child is laying there with no one to claim this child. No one to give this child refuge. No one to step up in that moment to give this child refuge. Can I just stop for a moment and digress away from my notes for a second to tell you that in this hour, there's a generation of children who need somebody to stand up for them. You're going, Pastor Don, what are you talking about? Have you, I don't know if you've seen it or have read the statistics or have heard as they've called petitioning and asking, but in this hour and in this generation, the foster care system has become overwhelmed with children who have been abused and have to, had to be removed from their homes, the majority of which because a drunk somebody in the house is depressed because they lost their job and have sexually assaulted the child and the child by the thousands and thousands are being removed from their homes and we live in an hour that people need to say, you know what, there are children in need and I'm going to step up and I'm going to be somebody who will help meet the needs. Listen to me. 
Some of you are going, Pastor Don, I don't want to say amen because then I'll feel conviction. But let me just tell you something. There's nothing more rewarding than seeing a need and knowing you have the ability to fulfill it. It might rip your heart out of your chest, but it will do what is right no matter the risk. Here's what I need you to understand. Mordecai was an exile. He was lucky enough to have a job, but the whole family looked on and went, well, we can't take the child. We can't feed an infant. We can't do this. How would we hire someone to feed this child? And Mordecai stands there, and history tells us that Mordecai's wife had just given birth to their own child, and so Mordecai realizes we are probably the only people who can fill this need right now. We're the only one in the family who can meet this need right now. And so, without even asking his wife, history tells us, he gathers this child and takes her home another baby to care for. Now, that may have been taking his life into his own hands, but it was worth the risk because Esther would grow to save the entire nation of Israel. You see, Mordecai stood with others who didn't know what to do, but he knew the right thing to do. Knowing that responding would not be easy, but ultimately that it would pay the price, that whatever was right and whatever would bring glory to God was what he was going to do. I want you to listen to what I'm about to say to you very carefully. If you take nothing else away from this sermon, you get what I'm about to say. Obedience is better than sacrifice, the scripture tells us. But sometimes the highest form of praise is quietly doing what we know God wants us to do. Let me say that again. It's doing what we know God wants us to do. It's going the extra mile. It's forgiving when we don't feel like forgiving. It's, it's opening our heart when we shut it down because we no longer care. Sometimes, I don't care how loud you shout and how much you dance, sometimes the highest form of praise is doing what you know you're supposed to do. And here's something else I want you to learn today. Heroes tend to raise heroes. Let me say that again. Heroes tend to raise heroes. If we are people who go and hide and think only about ourselves, then we will raise children who hide and think only about themselves. But heroes tend to raise other heroes. Mordecai stepped up when Esther needed a hero, and he became a hero. And heroes tend to raise other heroes. And then there was a need for another hero. And Esther, too, says it this way. It says, And the king loved Esther more than any of the other young women. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her as queen. Esther is placed in the position to be queen of the entire land. She is given the position of honor. She's given the position to become the one who now sits next to the king and, and, and all the authority and rights thereof. But then an evil plan is hatched against the children of Israel by Haman, and they are going to wipe out the children of Israel. They're going to be killed. And God puts her there, and she must act in spite of the cost. Why? Because the children of God were like an infant who had no one to care for them. They had been given over to destruction. But Esther, who was raised by a man who stood up in his hour uh, and took her need upon himself. Oh, my goodness. I, the Lord just put something in my heart. I just felt jump in my heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. A man who raised up a little girl for in, in her hour of need brings then a heroine to the throne who then arises in the need of the hour 
Can I tell you something that just jumped in my heart? We are the children of the Most High God who saw us when no one else could help us and no one else could care for us. And he rescued us. And heroes tend to create other heroes. And he's called for us to become the heroes of this generation. Amen. Well, listen to me carefully. She has to make up her mind. Would she give up all that she had gained to try to rescue her people? And here's the words of Mordecai, Esther 4.13. So don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief from the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows that perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. God knew who needed to be in this generation in the church of the living God. And he placed us here. Then Esther sent these words. Listen to me carefully. She said, go together with all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. She said, don't eat for three days and three nights. She said, my, the, the girls and the, that are here with me, we will not eat for three days and three nights. This is important. Why? Because Esther sees a need. She measures the risk. Then the hero emerges. She is fearful. But I want you to learn something about this fear. Listen to me carefully. Fear doesn't change what is right. Let's say that again. Fear doesn't change what is right. What is right always outweighs the risk. It always outweighs the risk. And finally, fasting clears our minds of everything but God, and it will fuel the faith to do what is right. Some of us need to shut off all the negative narratives and we need to find out what God's saying in this hour. I mean, can you imagine what they tell you? Wear a mask and then they tell you Friday that wearing a mask puts you in greater danger. They tell you one day it's like this, the next day they tell you it's something else. We do not need to live in fear. We need to arise and realize that God's called us for something greater. You see, our original text for this series is clear about what makes a hero. Those who will be like God. Those who are godly. To godly means to respond in a way that is pleasing to God. It means we're going to do what is right even when we are risking much. It means that we will not stand quiet when the world promotes wrong as right. We will arise. It means we will do what is right even when we risk a personal price and pain. Heroes need to arise. I'm going to just point the finger at the pulpit for a moment. When our pastors are more interested in whether or not they're celebrities and how many views and watches they get, instead of preaching the word that causes people to move to action, we have a problem in our generation. What we need are a people who will arise together with their pastors at the head and the prayer warriors all around them. And we go out into this generation declaring that there is still hope no matter what virus may spread the face of the earth. There is one who bore stripes for your healing. His name is Jesus. And the only answer for this hour as every hour is Jesus Christ. Amen. If we're going to be godly, we have to understand that God is generous. In order to be like him, we must become willing to sacrifice for others. Listen to me. I'm about to show you what God showed me that rocked my world this morning. This morning he showed me this. 
This has been one of the most selfish times in our history. God forbid we not have all of our conveniences. But in the midst of these moments, heroes will arise. There are people who have made masks for dozens. Thank you. There are people who have shared from their personal stockpiles. Thank you. There are people who have gone out of their way to care for others. Listen to what I'm about to say to you very clearly. COVID does not cancel the commission to take the Christ who died for us to the world. But pastor, social distancing, I, I, I need, I need some help for just a moment, okay? Um, let me see here. Who am I going to ask to help me for just a moment today? Uh, Malachi, where are you? Come here just a second. We love Malachi. I don't know if you've never heard Malachi preach. One day you're gonna hear Malachi preach. You're gonna hear him online very soon. And 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 Malachi is gonna be preaching the, the the message of Christ to thousands. But he's about to preach the message of Christ in the most unique way ever. Malachi, I want you to lay down right there. That's perfect. Now I act like somebody beat you up real bad. Perfect. Are you ready for this? COVID does not cancel the Great Commission. Now watch this. There's this story that Jesus told about social distancing at its height. You see, because if I come up to someone who's been robbed and beaten and laying on the side of the road and they have expired, and I touch them, I have the virus of being unclean. Are you with me? So the Bible says a Levite comes along. And the Levite says, I'm going to work at the temple of the Lord. And if he had touched a dead body, then he would have been unclean. So one, two, three, six feet away. It's truth. He walks past a hurting dying man because of the virus of the law that says keep your distance I didn't say agree with me I'm just preaching the truth and he walks on but because he doesn't want to catch the unclean virus. Then a Pharisee comes by. And the Pharisees, you've got to understand, the Pharisees, they, 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 they will not uh, uh, do anything publicly. Now, behind the closed doors, they'll do whatever they want to. But publicly, that makes them look like they've caught the virus of being unclean. And so he comes up and goes, oh, six feet. Am I making sense? Watch this now. And then suddenly a Samaritan comes along. And the Samaritan, who's already considered to be infected, comes 
to the man, checks on the man, reaches for the man. Yeah, that's right. I'm touching him. Helps him up. Restores him. Cares for him. Bandages his wounds. Takes him where he needs to go. Cares for him even after he's left. He cares for him. Why? Because the virus of being unclean did not cancel out the, 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 the necessity to be who God has called us to be. The heroes who are godly. Thank you, my friend. So you listen to me very quickly, and I'm about to close. You listen to me very, very quickly. God's talking to somebody. You can stay behind your doors and say, oh, no, I'm afraid. Or you can live out the Great Commission. No, I'm not telling you to walk through every neighbor's house and act like nothing's happening. But I'm telling you, if there's a little old widow down the street from you that nobody's checked on, it's your job. I am telling you that if there's somebody who's hurting, it's your job. That if somebody's dying lost, it's your job. You know of a situation of somebody who's in pain and agony and you're not showing the love of Christ. We are allowing the world to dictate the, the ramifications of the Great Commission and God has not called me to that. You don't know that person down there on the end of the cul-de-sac might be suicidal. They might be ready to take their own life because nobody's bothered checking on them, particularly those Christians five houses over. But listen to this preacher today. God has called us to stand up in this hour to be godly people and to be heroes and to shine the light of Christ. And listen to what I'm about to tell you. And I'm about, about, about to land this ship, but I feel like the runways are busy and I need to circle one more time. Listen to me. God's here. There's a pastor that I've heard of, read his books, and I've had moments like this in my life, but his is the best example I've ever heard of this. He goes into a, a store, and he, he's in a hurry, and he decides, well, I'm not going to go uh, through the normal lines. I'm going to go out through the garden center. And he goes out to the garden center, and, and there's a little bit of a line there, and the cashier is being hateful to every single person. Every person. He's like, well, I know why they stuck her in the garden center. Hateful to every person. He's getting madder and madder, and as soon as he's about to step up, God says, tell her I love her. He said, um, nope. I've got a few things I want to tell her, but I'm not going to tell her you love her. And he said, God said, tell her I love her. You see, I'm telling you about what he did that day so that you can follow today. He sets his stuff down on the counter, and she's like, is that it? Can I tell you how, what my natural response is if you look at me and say, is that it? I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> is that it? Yes, ma'am. He said it was a war within him to respond. His name was Bob. And Bob looks at her, and she says, ma'am, I just need to tell you something. She said, what? He said, Jesus loves you. She said, what did you say to me? 
And he said, I said, Jesus loves you. I thought he was going to have a fight over it right there. She said, come here. He said, excuse me? She said, come here. And he walks around the edge of the cashier area and she grabs her purse out from underneath the register and sets it down. Boom. Throws it open. Says, look. And he said, what am I? And then he sees it. There's a loaded revolver in her purse. She said these words. I told God this morning that my life wasn't worth living. And unless he showed me somehow today that he loved me, I was going to end my life at the end of my shift. He said, God just used you. Can I tell you, God wants to use you. That's what heroes are. Not people who wear capes and climb walls, but people who listen to God in their hour and obey His voice and respond in the way He's called them to respond. Why do heroes raise heroes? Because they model it for them. And in Esther's case, Mordecai modeled it for her. And in her case, she raised one little son. That's all she had. One son. And when his stepbrother became king and was assassinated, they ushered her son in as the king. And she named him after the most famous king to the Jewish people of Babylon. His name was Darius. And Darius was the king. And the reason he was so famous, and it was his great-grandfather, was that that he was the king who said there is but one true God and his name is Jehovah. Let them go back and build the temple and restore the place. Free them to worship again. Heroes raise heroes. We have people following us. What story from your life in this hour are people going to copy and talk about in decades to come? Bow your heads with me. Those of you that are watching, want you to listen to me very carefully. Those around you need a hero. Those who are here need heroes. Some of you will be the hero. Some of you, God's calling you out of a place of selfishness. Stop worrying about what you're going to catch and start becoming fishers of men and watch what God helps you catch. I feel Jesus in that statement right there. God is good and his mercy endures forever. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for those who've tuned in. Thank you for those who've come out. Thank you for how you have shown up in your mighty power here. And you have truly gone before our praise. Speak to us today, oh God. Lord, if there are those that are watching that do not know you, now as they confess, I need a hero. May Jesus become that hero for them. As they call upon the name of Jesus right now, those that are present and say, I need a hero, call on the name of Jesus and believe that he forgives you of all of your sins 
in your moment of confession and as you confess from this moment forward, Jesus Christ is my Savior, God is my Father, and heaven is my home, everything's being changed in your life. God, as you have called me today to remind people the Great Commission has not been canceled, we will close the distance and close the gap and we will honor your commission to spread the gospel of Christ to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.